Welcome to the People Powered Business Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Lee Billet. If you employ staff, engage contractors, or rely on people to help deliver your products or services, you're in the right place. Join us each week as we dive in to uncover what makes people tick, learn the best strategies and tactics to build an amazing team, and most importantly, discover how you, the business owner or leader, can unleash the power of your people to help create the successful business you deserve. Let's get started. Hey there, it's Christy Lee here and welcome to episode number 112 of the People Powered Business Podcast, of course. Welcome, fabulous to have you here today. For our brand new listeners, welcome. I've noticed we've had a lot of new listeners lately and it is so wonderful to have you joining us here on the podcast. You will get new episodes each and every week. And for our returning listeners, welcome back. I really appreciate you joining me again on this week's episode of the podcast. Now, On that topic of our new listeners, if you are new to the podcast and you're loving what you hear, just a reminder to make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast, just to make sure you get the latest episodes in your feed as they drop every Wednesday morning, Sydney time. You'll usually get a new episode into your feed. So if you haven't already, just click that subscribe button so that you get every single episode. Now, today on the podcast, we're unpacking a pretty interesting stat Why is it that 46%, I'm going to say that again, 46% of new hires fail? That's almost half. Almost half of all new recruits we bring into our business don't work out in the first 18 months of employment. Now, I find that figure astounding And so today we're going to unpack some of the reasons for that stat and some things that you can consider and think about and pay attention to so that you remain on the right side of that particular statistic. Now, I've been building teams since a very young age, I have to admit. I I was first involved in making hiring decisions when I was in my late teens, early 20s. I was at uni. And I'd taken on a casual job with um, actually a very big banking and finance company, but in a very small department in the basement next to the mailroom, if that gives you a sense of where where we all belonged. Um, Do you remember old mailrooms as a side note? So much fun. They were always the the most fun team in the business. Um, But anyhow, I'd taken on this role. And this particular department had a very long standing team of staff but a team of staff that were not particularly motivated, particularly productive, and certainly very, very change-resistant. And I'd come on board to help them transition from paper-based to a technology-focused way of doing things. And the current team weren't so keen, of course, on these changes. But I had a hand in helping them sort of get the technology underway and start processing this new way of doing things. And they asked me to actually build a team to hire people for them, which sounds a bit random. Why would you put someone, a young uni student in charge of that? But what they wanted was more people like me, more people that were going to understand the technology, do the work and, and just get on with it. And so I was tasked with finding another, I can't remember exactly how many people it was. It was, it might've been around 10 or so people to do this work. And I sourced people from my network, but I was very selective 
in who I sourced because I understood, I guess instinctively, that the quality of the people that I was hiring into this business was going to make all the difference to not only my enjoyment of my role in the business, but also to the success of the project that we were working on. And we all stayed 100% success rate. We got the project done to the point where we all then got made redundant, ironically, which worked brilliantly for us uni students. Um, But it was 100% retention rate in the team that I'd built. And it was because I understood, and again, this was, I guess, instinct really back then, what it was that I was looking for, what it was that I was not looking for, and what sort of people were going to work in this particular environment. Now, obviously, since those times, I've I've gone on to study human resources management, um, study psychology as well, and have a better understanding about what I some of the things I instinctively knew back then. And of course, I have also built and grown teams. And I have been involved in, I want to say, tens of thousands of hiring decisions since that point in time, from an early career in recruitment to having my own consultancy practice to working in human resources and consulting with other businesses on all of their HR, hiring is definitely one of those. And just like anything that you do in your business, when you see it tens of thousands of times, you can tend to notice things. You tend to see some patterns and you tend to see the glaringly obvious to you, which is of course not glaringly obvious to anyone else. It's just like when I go to do something new in my business, there are things I definitely don't see and that are, you know, a slap in the face to others and and it's immediately obvious to them. For me, hiring, both instinctively and through everything I've learned after looking at and being involved in tens of thousands of hires, you learn a thing or two when you go through that kind of experience. And I thought this was an, an important topic to unpack on the podcast today because we are seeing we've discussed this on the podcast recently, a really tough labor market. It is hard to find good people. Recently in our free Facebook group, which is called HR Support for Australian Businesses, and shout out if you're not already in that group, head over and join us. If you go to Facebook groups and search HR Support for Australian Businesses, you will find us. Come and join us. It's a free group and we have lots of fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously. But in a recent survey of that group, 93% of respondents are actively hiring right now. And the majority of those people are finding it challenging to find people. And what we see when that happens is that we we panic hire. I read an article the other day that referred, referred to it as panic hiring. We hire out of desperation and we hire without necessarily thinking about the decisions that we are making. So it is a tough market right now. We know a lot of people are hiring and we know there is a lot, a lot of movement out there. And despite this, we know for a fact we can't outrun a bad hire. So panic hiring is not the answer when we know that we've got a 46% failure rate, right? You want to be on the other side of that stat. And it comes down to three key ingredients, and I'm going to unpack them in a little bit more detail in a moment. But to make sure that your hiring decision works out, that your new hire is not a failure, you need three key things to be in place, and it's not all about the person. The first thing that needs to be in place is you need to create or have in place the right role. 
Secondly, you need to be hiring this person at the right time in your business. And this is one that really slips up a lot of people. And the third thing you need to have is the right person. Obviously, that's the obvious one. But without all three, you can have the best person in the world, but if you don't have the right role for them or it's not the right time, they are not going to be with you through that 18-month mark. So let's unpack a little further why this is so important now. What we know is, as I said, a lot of people hiring right now and the market has changed. It's shifted significantly. Now, of course, you would have heard me talk uh, probably last year on the podcast about the concept or the phenomenon, they're calling it, called the Great Resignation, which is where we anticipated globally to see a huge shakeup in workforce movement, people leaving jobs, leaving careers, starting their own businesses, taking travel adventures, just a lot of pent-up change that had been stagnant in the market whilst we'd been dealing with a certain pandemic. Now, have we seen the Great Resignation play out? I don't think so in its full entirety, but have we absolutely seen a shift in the movement of people? A thousand percent. Working with uh, members inside our HR community, People Powered HR, I've recently had a couple of members who have lost staff members who have been loyal, long-term, high-performing, highly valued, important members of their team. And there was absolutely nothing that they could have done to retain this person. And this is part of this pent-up change desire. These people are going on to do different things, to start their own businesses, to spend time with their families, to pursue things that are different to the career that they're in. So this is not about failed retention strategies because these, there is zero that these businesses could have done to retain these particular individuals. So whilst we're not seeing the full stretch of the Great Resignation yet, we are certainly seeing what some are calling the Great Reshuffle, <laughs> the Great Reimagine. There is, there is just a certain amount of change. And what we know for sure is that what got us where we are today when it comes to hiring people is not going to get us where we need to go in the future. What we've done to hire great staff pre-2022 is not going to be what we need to do to hire great staff in 2022. The best example I can give you of this that I guess is the most blindingly obvious to me is early on in my recruitment career, I was working in Sydney at about the same time that the Sydney Olympics were on. Now, I can tell you for a fact that was a pretty tough market because as you can imagine when there's any huge event on in any major city workers get absorbed into that project and all the millions of projects that go on with that you know you'll see the same in Queensland when they're hosting a big event soon you'll see the same happen in Melbourne when we have big events there they're tough markets you could write the best ad the world has ever seen and you might get five applicants you had to rely on very different strategies than just throwing an ad out there and seeing who walked on in as a result. Where when I started my consultancy practice on the central coast of New South Wales, more regionally, very different market. You would post an ad for, let's say, an administration assistant, you'd get 300 applications in the first 24 hours. The biggest challenge was not drowning in resumes. And, and a lot of those applicants were very good. At least 50% could have done the job. That's a very different challenge 
to being able to attract one or two great applicants. And what we're seeing now is that much more consistently across the country, we're seeing a market that's far more aligned to that Sydney Olympics market that I had cut my teeth in the industry in, if you know what I mean. So the reality is things are changing and we can't rely on the same techniques, the same strategies and processes to hire great staff now that we could 12, 18, 24 months ago. And the other thing that we know for a fact, there is nothing that you can do to outrun a bad hire. If you hire the wrong person or it's the wrong time or it's the wrong role, I'm going to get into that in a moment. There is no way around it. There is no escaping it. You will be one of those 40, 46 percenters. You will, this person will be one of the 46% of new hires that fail. If they're not a great cultural fit, they are not going to stick it out 18 months and you probably won't want them there that long. If they don't have the skills that you need for the job, again, they're not going to be there long term. And if they're not motivated to work and motivated to do your job, you can Bet your bottom dollar if you haven't exited them, they've exited them themselves in the first 18 months. So making great hiring decisions is fundamental to having long-term success with your staff. It all starts there. So what is the formula to making sure that you're making great hiring decisions, to making sure that you are not in that 46% statistic? Well, as I shared, there's three ingredients and it really truly is this simple. I'm not, I'm not sort of dumbing this down or oversimplifying it. It honestly is this simple. If you get these three ingredients right, you will have a successful team member on your hands, but without any one of them, it's going to be almost impossible. Now, the first piece that I start with every time is the right role. And we spoke in last week's episode of the podcast about the importance of clarifying your company structure using the clean slate exercise, which is actually something we unpacked in detail back in episode 22 of the podcast. I'll pop a link for that episode in today's show notes. And then in going one step further, we spoke last week about how important it is to clarify roles in your business by creating position descriptions. Now, position descriptions are something I talk about all the time. They are the king of all HR documents and they are the gift that keeps on giving when you need to set performance parameters and manage staff. And again, we've done episodes on position descriptions, so I won't go in detail into those today. Episodes 7 and 48 both went into detail on that. Again, there'll be links in today's show notes for you. But without clarifying and having the right role and being very clear on what the right role is, the right role, try saying that 10 times over, is then you're never going to find the right person and you're never going to know what the right time is. So you must start with creating the right role. When you do the work to create the right role, it becomes abundantly clear when the time is going to be right. It becomes abundantly clear what the key criteria that you essentially need in this person that's going to fill this role. It becomes abundantly clear whether this is a full-time role, a part-time role. All of those things fall into place when you do the work on the right role. But if you don't do that piece, everything else is impossible. So you really, really do need to start there. So you must have the right role and be very clear on what that is. Now, secondly, 
The second key ingredient is this. You have to recruit at the right time. Now, I know some of you may be yelling at me right now and saying, we just need people. We don't have time to wait for the right time. And I totally get it. And when you've got the workload to to sustain them, of course, that is the right time. But what I'm saying when I'm talking about the wrong time is a couple of other things. It might be the wrong time when you don't have any capacity to properly onboard and induct this person. A business I was working with just last year fell into this exact trap. They had the right role. They were very clear on what the role. They found the right person. But at the exact time that the person was starting, they were in their busiest season. They were all hands on deck, all the plates spinning for about a six-week period, which just happened to be the first six weeks that this employee started. They did not have the time or the capacity or the bandwidth or the resources to properly onboard this person. Now, they tried absolutely to onboard them properly, but they knew that they didn't do a good job. And they really, of course, which is what happens when this situation arises, we just throw things at the new person, hoping it sticks, checking in with them, making sure they're okay, but really not giving them the time that they need. What happened? She left two weeks after the busiest period because she hadn't had that opportunity. Onboarding is essential to really a successful long-term employee. So that's a situation where the time might not be right. Another example of when the time might not be right is when you don't yet have the workload. So you know it's coming, you know it's on the horizon, but if you don't have enough juice to give this person right now at the the level and capacity that they need to be working, they will get bored and leave. They won't be challenged enough. No one, and I mean no one, likes to be bored at work. Makes the days go really long. (laughs) So there's some examples of when the timing might be off. So it really does need to be the right time. And the third ingredient is, of course, the right person. Now, I'm not specifically talking about skills-based right here. Of course, that's important, but you all know that. (laughs) And, And you all go out there looking for someone with the right skills. That's an obvious. But the bigger issue I'm talking about when it comes to being the right person is someone that is engaged at work, is motivated at work, and someone who is a great cultural fit for your business, has strong values alignment. You can hire the most technically exceptional person in the world. If they don't fit in with your team, if the values are off, if they're a poor cultural fit, they will not last and you won't want them there. So when we're talking about the right person, we need someone that of course has the right skills, that is motivated to not only work but do a great job for you, and that is a great fit for your business. So if you can combine all of those three key ingredients, you've created the right role, you've hired at the right time, and you find the right person, then that is when you are not going to be in this 46% of new hire failure rates. And I don't want any of you in that 46%. I know how expensive and time-consuming and energy-draining it is to have to hire and rehire staff. It is exhausting. And I've worked with businesses that are on that cycle, and I truly understand how frustrating it is, and it's not what I want for any of you. So do the work on the role. Choose the right time and be very, very deliberate about the right person. And this is where the panic hiring risk comes in. But we're desperate, Christy. We need someone. I know. 
I get it. But do not hire a full-time person if the other parts aren't right. Possibly a casual where you can in them and out them, possibly a contractor. But when you know the cultural fit is off, it is going to be far more damaging to hire that person than to wait, even though it may not feel like it in the moment. I truly understand. So let's recap what we've covered today. Now is the time to be thinking about really diligent, deliberate, and strategic hiring choices. We know that 46% of new hires are not making it past the 18-month mark, and that is not what I want for any of you. And no one hires someone just thinking, well, maybe they'll make it 12 months. We always want at least a couple of years out of people. You cannot outrun a bad hire. If you make the wrong hiring decision, there is no going back. The only way out is an exit strategy. And you need to look at why people are failing to hire the right people. And it's because they're missing one of those three key ingredients. They either haven't created the right role, they're hiring at the wrong time, or they haven't hired the right person. Now, you know those three things now, so you've got what you need to go out there and make great hiring decisions. And if you're hiring right now, I want to wish you all the luck and all the best and just remember those three things. I really hope that discussion's been useful for you today and helped you reframe your focus around your hiring decisions. If you have enjoyed today's episode, I'd really appreciate it if you'd take a couple of minutes to leave us a rating or review wherever you're listening to this podcast, particularly if you're on Apple Podcasts. It really helps to let others know that this show might be of interest to them and to get more people listening in so that we can share this knowledge with them as well. Righto, that is it for me for today. Thank you so much for joining us again, and I'll be back again next week for a brand new episode of the People Powered Business Podcast. Take care.